0: Welcome to Old School, Jane Huger, Wozny Lambre, Adrian Lawrence with you guys. Great to see you guys. Uh, so, uh, Waz at uh, The Ringer. He's also got the podcast Woke Bros. Adrian uh, does Overruled for us on Rebel Headquarters. Make sure you're checking that out. Uh, we have a perfect day to have Waz on because uh, we're going to talk about golf. He's a sports expert, he writes about sports. And we're going to ask him about uh, Trump's score of 67, beating 47 out of 48 pros. On that course in Bedminster, we're going to get to that in a second, and then later, you know, people say it's kind of a cliche. We have more in common with the other side than we have things that separate us, but I think that there's some truth to that. I think maybe there's a lot of truth to that, but I'm not sure. So we're going to look into it. Okay, we're going to do a little exploration. Uh, go to cheese fake uh, cheesecake factory a little bit. That was a funny Freudian slip. Slip. Cheese fake factory. Cheese fake news. Uh, Later in the program, uh, this uh, program brought to you by ShopTYT.com. No, actually, these days we're pretending that it's brought to you by uh, TYT.com slash justice. Uh, That's where you can pre-order my book, Justice is Coming. And it's almost coming. It's almost there, okay? Sounds a little weird. But anyways, all right, uh, guys, great to see you. Um, Waz, you write about sports. Are you a golfing expert? First, let's establish that.
1: <laughs> um expert, absolutely not. Uh, but I've paid attention in the past when, when Tiger Woods was relevant. Um, I definitely paid attention to more golf than I did before or since. Um, since he's become, you know, he's kind of retired essentially now. But um yeah, no, I'm not a I'm not an avid golf fan, but I understand that a 67 is an incredibly um, impressive golf score. Uh, this is like professional level. That's an elite golf score. Uh, so I do understand that. Okay, so I'm gonna get
0: back to Trump in a second and the wonders that is Donald J Trump and or at least the wonders of his imagination there. And he has some hilarious lines you guys are gonna love. Uh, but since it's old school, we're gonna jump around and like mix in our personal stuff with, with the stories. So was, uh, how many rounds of golf have you played in your life?
1: Zero. Um, I definitely have played mini golf before, which obviously doesn't count. A um, couple of mini golf dates in my past. Uh, I went to. I've been to Top Golf a couple of times. If that even counts. Um, what do you and mean? What is Top, a top golf? golf? Top Golf is basically like. It's like a driving range bar type of situation. Um, that you, you know, you typically get a group of people, like a party. They have one in Vegas right next to the MGN Graham. They have one now in El Segundo, which I went to a few months back, like early summer. I went to an event um that was happening at the, at that one. And there's an actual golf course as well as like the top golf, just little Driving range game situation.
0: no, all of a sudden El Segundo is like sports capital of the world because they just won the Little yeah. League World Series. Uh, and <laughs> so uh, and I love El Segundo. So for those of you who don't live in LA, it's like it's such a fascinating random town in LA. Now, LA is so gigantic, it, it's like the size of like three countries, okay? And so there's all these little towns within LA. And El Segundo's by the beach already love it. It's a blue collar town for actually, I was gonna say for no reason, but actually for good reason. So I double love it. It has these cute little houses, triple love it, has good food, quadruple love it. Now sports capital of the world, I'm moving. It does have a couple of problems. It's uh, the planes fly right above it as they take off. <laughs> a little bit of an issue for El Segundo. They, maybe they have a waste plant, that happens, okay? And then maybe sometimes that odor does float and waft, okay? And El Segundo is means the second, and that's because it was the second refinery for Chevron. So Chevron literally named the town, so it's got its drawbacks. Okay, so <laughs> it's a mixed bag, mixed bag. Uh, but uh, yeah, I. I was, but I did get weirdly proud that they won the Little League World Series. Just because I go to El Segundo every once in a while and I kind of like the town. So anyways, random aside to El Segundo and I have played golf. I have played golf there, not real golf. I've played real golf I'll answer my own question, I think twice on a public I mean like an awful public course in Jersey. And uh, I was used to be amused that people get tired by the end of golf, right? But if you've never (laughs) done it before, like at the end of the first, like on hole 14, I was like, "Oh, I get it now. Okay, I'm a little worn down a little bit. But if you're used to it, it's no big deal. I mean, Trump does it all the time, come on. Uh, But okay, Adrian. (laughs)
2: Finally to you. Um, I <laughs> I've been to the driving range a few times. Um, I played a little golf. I was in a celebrity golf tournament in Dana Point. Um I do yeah, clear. So I've I've played around. I've I've dabbled. I've dabbled.
0: Okay. Uh, anyway. I that's fa- <laughs> I like that fancy stuff in a celebrity golf tournament. <laughs> okay. Um so uh how about pitch and putt? Not mini golf, of course we all play a little mini golf, you know, it's uh, that's kind of fun. In fact, the fact that I haven't played it with my kids is an outrage. But there isn't a lot of mini golf in in L.A. Um, but uh, but pitching pot like par three. Uh, do you guys ever do that? Nope. Adrian,
2: I don't think I'm familiar with it, like entirely conceptually. Yeah, I've probably done it under a different name. I don't know, but it sounds interesting.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, at nine holes, every one of the ah. holes is uh, par three, right? Like, but since we're all amateurs, like sometimes if it's like a challenging uh, part, th- they either call them par three or pitch and putt, right? If it's a challenging pitch and putt, which always sounds like mini golf, by the way. Every time I say pitch and putt, it sounds like three-year-olds are going to it. Anyways, but uh, for the challenging pitch and putts, they'll be like, oh, four or five par there, but wink, because they're all par threes. <laughs> uh, okay, and I remember the first time I was on that public course, I was like, oh, this one bends around. Well, how are you supposed to get it in? I don't get it. <laughs> that's the game. That's yeah. oh, that's what it is. See, sports expert. Joined by a real <laughs> sports expert, the wizard of Oz. Now we get to Trump. Um, so this is he played in the senior club championship, whatever that means, at his own golf course, Bedminster. But Bedminster is a real, real golf course. They have uh, pros there in fact they had a, a live tournament there just like a week ago and two weeks ago and uh, and apparently they changed the course a little bit after the pros are gone so it's definitely a little bit more challenging for the pros they put the team back a little bit change the course around the edges etc but Me are supposed to be notoriously difficult and uh and Trump said I shot a 67 there and that's Five under par. All right, so getting par already for a regular person, and oftentimes for pros, is very difficult. He was five under par, okay? And for those of you who don't know golf, the lower score is better, right? And and they had just held that pro tournament there. And 47 out of 48 of the professionals scored higher than Trump. So Trump beat 47 out of 48 of the professionals theoretically they were playing at the same time but the same course, okay? And he beat Phil Mickelson by eight strokes, legendary golfer, okay? He's so hilarious. Why? <laughs> Why does he lie like this? Because he's actually a good golfer. He doesn't have to lie. Like if he shot a 72 there, they'd be like amazing. Incredible. Like yeah, incredible, right. wow, it's amazing, 75 would be a great score there. Are you kidding me? A lot of the pros are shooting 75, right? Nope, got to go with 67.
2: <laughs> well, it's like, I think it's on the same level of him being 6'3 and 215. Like the man oh, is going to say whatever he needs <laughs> to say. It's kind of like, I don't know, it's like, does he believe in a secret? Like if he speaks <sighs> it, it'll be true? Or is this just part of his deification? Like, I just don't know, but it's like, eh. This
0: man is not plausible. No, I. T- yeah. So, so I didn't even know about the 67 until I wrote about the 215 pounds because <laughs> I, I I tweeted it and I was like, even MAGA knows that's a lie. Like, yeah. That's that yeah. one is so over the top that even MAGA's like, I mean, yeah, I know, I know. So I was curious what they're gonna say, right? Like. Does it bother you at all, at all, that he's clearly a pathological liar? And by pathological, I mean he can't help himself; he just can't. Like, no matter how little sense it makes, he pretended his weight was 245 at the White House. He's lost 30 pounds since then. Okay, let alone the fact that he was never 245. And and of course, the answers were um, some were actually like, "Oh, no, no, no! I know he's." Uh, lying yeah that's that's definitely a lie, but but I like him for other reasons, and the most common answer to be fair to them was, no, I know he lies but uh, but I hate the other guys. I hate the establishment, and so he fights against the establishment i like him. i i I could live with that answer, right, but tons of people that wrote in like uh he's trolling
1: you guys he no, he's not. No. That's, that's the QAnon. That's the QAnon answer. It's like everything he does is three-dimensional chess. But I think it makes sense if you consider um, the other world leader who's done this kind of thing, wasn't the um, dictator of North Korea known to be like, yeah, I've done hole in ones, I can dunk a basketball, I can do all of these um, incredible physical feats. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure um, that's like one of the things that the dictator does is um, lie about how incredibly um, impressive they are. At certain physical feats. So when you think about the people who enjoy Donald Trump, um, it's not that much dissimilar from the folks in North Korea who are shut off from, you know, certain kinds of media and uh, movies, TV, books, you know, that kind of thing. And so, yeah, I'm I'm not surprised by this. That his that his death cult is cool with this. Okay. <laughs> uh,
0: by the way, uh, I so we covered that story. Uh, all the way back when Kim Jong Il was uh, the leader of North Korea. Now it's his son, Kim Jong Un. Uh, and he, he, Kim Jong Il said that he shot a 34, which is which
2: is <laughs>
0: 38 <laughs> under par. 38 <laughs> under par. <laughs> like no one's ever shot. Oh wow. I don't. I don't know what the lowest score in golf history is, but it ain't 34. It's much higher than that, it's like 10, 20, 30 points higher than that. So, um, but it was, I was thinking the same exact thing. This has got North Korea vibes to it. Like, okay, so, but I'm not done with him yet because these quotes are hilarious. You ready for this? <laughs> so he said he explains, he knows it's a little hard to believe. By the way, it's funny you mentioned QAnon because Anon Q just joined. Okay. <laughs> so welcome now Anon Q is part of TYT. We. What is it, we're legion, we're everywhere, we are one, we're with three musketeers thing that they say, anyway, uh, but apparently that's us. No, seriously, thank you for joining. We appreciate everybody join uh, by hitting the join button below, kind of logical. The video, Ace Boogie just uh, actually joined at a higher level that allows us to keep it at uh, the rest of the price at four ninety nine for people who can't afford it. We love you for that, that's awesome, you can also upgrade through that button. Okay, so here's Trump's quotes, he says, some people will think that that sounds low, but there's no hanky lanky. <laughs> I agree there's no hanky lanky because there is no such thing as hanky lanky. It's hanky panky. Uh, okay, what, what's, hanky, wow. what's hanky lanky? Okay, anyway, there was no hanky janky. That guy makes too much fun of me. I don't like him. Uh, he says, Many people watch, plus I'm surrounded by Secret Service agents. <laughs>
2: oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> he's got witnesses, essentially, is, is what he's saying. Like I got proof. Like you can ask these guys who work for me. Um Oh
0: yeah. But you by <laughs> what the way happened? By the way, you literally cannot ask them. Secret Service will not talk to you, okay? <laughs> so number one, they're sworn to secrecy, okay, number two. Yeah,
2: it's in their name,
0: exactly. <laughs> exactly, yeah. right? He's like, no, I have the perfect witnesses, I had sh- I shut the perfect round of golf and the perfect witnesses who are not allowed to say anything. Um, and another reason uh, why that's not relevant because the Secret Service is there to protect you brother, not the whole. So it doesn't really matter uh, that they were there anyways. He goes, not much you can do, even if you wanted to, and I don't, so he can't help himself. He's like, like I mean, normally I cheat, but even if I wanted to cheat here, there's not a lot I could do, which is not true. And and I told this on the, I think the bonus episode, but I think it's so funny. A golf writer, way before we got into politics, golf writer goes out because Trump loves golf, and he's pretty good at it, right? Goes out to government, he's a big celebrity. And the writer was like astounded. He's like, the guy cheats nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, it's amazing. I'm right there. I'm a reporter. <laughs> and and he's already pretty good at golf. He doesn't have to cheat, right? He's like, but he'll go in the woods, he'll pick up the ball and throw it out. <laughs> he'll like kick the ball on the green, he'll kick it into the hole, and he'll be like, I got it. Got it, hole in two. And the guy's like,
2: Oh my God. Why is this
0: guy doing this? This is so stupid. Guys, MAGA loves this guy. When he used to, call in to reporters as John Miller or John Barron and say how good he they, they John Barron had heard how good Donald Trump is with the ladies.
2: <laughs> oh my god.
0: And then he named his son Barron. Okay, like just oh, man. Like how 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 do you guys not see this? It's amazing. It's-
1: yeah the the vanity is 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 quite incredible. Um he's just the manliest, burliest man. He's incredible at golf. He's incredible at sex. He's he's incredibly rich. Obviously he's a billionaire. He's just incredible at everything or so he wants people to believe that he is. it's 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 quite hilarious cuz it's like Donnie we we can Look at you. <laughs> you know, like nobody's blind um to the reality of, of who this guy is. Uh that's that's the best part about this. It's like nobody actually believes this.
0: Yeah, and to your point uh was uh, he ended by saying, I'm just a good golfer slash athlete. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As I look, fair show in America. As I've now said like eight times on this broadcast, he's actually a pretty good golfer. That's why the lie's even funnier, right? Like he doesn't have to lie, but he does anyway. But brother, I'm not giving you athlete. That's
2: <laughs> just not gonna happen. <laughs> I'm dying to know if he's going to. He he is going to testify in any of these cases. Mm-hmm. I'm dying to know because I know his lawyers are gonna say, please God, do not get on the stand, but because he always thinks he knows better and then he rotates through lawyers, I'm wondering if he's actually going to testify and well, just be out there just lying under oath wildly. Well, you know,
0: actually I just realized something. Hmm. Okay, so now we turn to our legal expert. How is this for perfect? Okay, (laughs) so uh, we we transition from our sports expert, Waz, to uh, Adrian, (laughs) who literally does a legal show for us, um, in a sense. Uh, So um, first, Adrian, I think the um, answer to that, before I ask you a question, the answer to that might be, yeah, he goes on and he lies to no end because he figures what are you going to do? Try me again? And you're going to try me for perjury? And you're going to try and you're going to say that I lied 28 times on the stand? Like it's I call the Charles Barkley strategy. when Barkley was first coming up, not in basketball, but a little bit in basketball too because he used to say fun outrageous things there, but especially when he went into broadcasting. Barkley said so many outrageous things people couldn't keep up anymore. Like you're just <laughs> treading water, trying to keep up with, Bar- like what what you're supposed to be outraged at. Barkley did it in a super fun way, and I loved it, right? And I still love it to this day. Uh, but Trump does it in a not so fun way. But yeah, flood the zone. Just go up there, lie nonstop, and would he like four years later they're going to charge you with 28 counts of perjury? This, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, yeah. it's that might work, right? I don't like. Do you think there's would they? Because think about it, right? And you tell me, Adrian, if you lose the case, coming back and trying him for perjury seems like sour grapes, and I can't believe you're trying the guy again. If you but then that gives him a license to lie 200%. If you win the case, you're going to come back and rub it in by charging him with perjury you already won. Let it go, man. Like, do you see what I'm saying or or do you think prosecutors would definitely trying for perjury no matter what if he does it?
2: I don't think they'll go for perjury. I think it'd be very rare if they did. But I think what would happen is it depends on which case goes first. And I know we found out with Chuckton that it'll be like March 4th of next year. And whatever he testifies to under oath then, you know then that testimony can be used against him in other cases in the event of disaster and they need to hold them to something. And so I think that that would be the most dangerous aspect of it for him. Um, but yeah, I, I doubt it'd be a perjury charge because it's just like, he's getting so old and by the time they'd finally bring an actual case. Lord knows if that man would still be walking among us.
0: Yeah, and, and I know this is kind of impossible without knowing all of the evidence in, in those cases, but eyeballing it from the outside. Um, do you think he could like, is there a way to win any of those cases? Let's Let's pick one. Is there a way of winning the documents case without testifying? Because he's got to say that he declassified them. And how does he say that without saying it, you see what I'm saying?
2: Uh, Well, I just think he's riding on jury nullification. That's his whole gamble and bet that there will be members of the jury who will not want to convict him. And so that's Mm -hmm. why he is gonna ride these things out hoping that, hey, someone is going to not be willing to do something um, because of maybe the thought that there is a mandatory sentence that will come or a minimum in some way. And we shouldn't send a former president or he'll be a martyr or something that the jurors are essentially gonna take the law into their own hands. That's what he is hoping for, which is also why he's out here on social media and in the media and has his minions doing the same, trying to create this martyr complex. um, So that whatever jury pull you do pull that you can't actually get a conviction, whether it's by mistrial or by just nullification across the board
1: yeah, yeah that's, that's interesting because to me um, the case in Georgia has always seemed like the sturdiest one uh, just because there are people <laughs> who are on tape <laughs> breaking the law like clearly breaking the law now will they be able to say that they broke those laws on Donald Trump's direct orders um, who knows but uh, yeah, that's always seemed to be the one um, that, that felt the sturdiest because it, it was the, it felt like the most serious this document stuff I don't know that people could say oh he stole these documents he so he, he he was gonna sell them to our enemies or whatever um the stuff in Manhattan I'm not gonna lie I've kind of been dubious about that from the start where it's like oh he's paying a prostitute like I you know I don't I don't really, I don't really understand um, the idea of marshalling that type of res- those type of resources for what ultimately seems like a, a bit of a victimless crime but in Georgia where these guys literally, um, tried to change the results and they try to intimidate people um, into doing so. Uh, yeah, I think to me that that's always been the one to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah, look, uh, I don't want to get too deep into it, but I'll just say I think the documents case is the strongest. He definitely took him. He definitely didn't give them back. There's people that are already flipped on him. They're yeah. on tape with the boxes. He's on tape uh, saying he's got classified documents like if it wasn't Donald Trump and the jury nullification uh, possibility didn't exist. Yeah, I mean, good night out yeah. like you, you <laughs> the a yeah, you get a real person who did that. No, 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 they're going away for 20 years, easy. Big time. Yeah, I mean, that is, and it was our top secret documents. Nuclear secrets, defenses. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could get a life sentence out of that, man, if you were a not named Donald Trump. Um, mm-hmm. And and the New York case is just to be fair to Stormy Daniels, she's an adult actress, and not a, a, a you know a, a person. What, what's the? I feel
1: like I feel like she's, she's a a sex both. Sex yeah, worker, yeah, yeah like like
2: She's both. Yeah, yeah. But I do. I will say I appreciate them bringing the Manhattan case, just because if you were going to convict Michael Cohen, yes. it should mm. also, and that's what I think is important to. So so it's not that you are above the law for Donald Trump. Um, so I, I do appreciate Manhattan essentially leveling the playing field.
0: Yeah, I, I thought they should have brought it way yeah. earlier, right? Because yeah, Cohen went to jail for it. He's a co-conspirator,
2: there's- Lost his license and everything. Yeah,
0: I mean, look, it just, we kind of want to dismiss it because it sounds like a Clinton-esque sex thing that they're charging him with. But it isn't about that. It's about the campaign finance money that's being funneled in an illegal way. And and since his co-conspirator already went to jail for it, it just seems like that's another. Again, if he was a regular person, it's a slam dunk. Um, So, and remember campaign violence, finance violations, people go to jail for that. Um, what's his face when um, Dinesh D'Souza, um, he went to jail for it. Although rich people have a hilarious jail, right? So there's <laughs> like uh, like <laughs> Dinesh would get to go out during the day and then yes. come back and stay there. I'm like, well, that's a <laughs> hotel, that's not a jail. Yeah, I've yeah, heard I do that the that same thing when war. I'm in New York. I go out and work all day and then I come and <laughs> sleep for a and couple hours. it's like, hours wait, somewhere. so
2: you get free housing? At night, and you just go out and work and hang out and do what you want during the day? Oh, okay. Yeah. And
1: that's the thing, too. It just feels like, especially for presidents, former presidents anyway, whether they committed these crimes in office or not, we just don't want to put these people in jail. You know, even when they have committed obvious crimes <laughs> you know um you know uh Richard Nixon uh George W Bush um even Donald, Ra- um, Donald Reagan Ronald Reagan um in, in some of the actions he undertook um in the government uh just crimes just straight up if like like you said Jenk, if they were normal people they'd be going to jail You know what I mean? Um, And we're just like, whatever, lie us into a war, into Iraq, (laughs) Uh, spend trillions of dollars doing it, Um, enriching Dick Cheney's homies in the process. Well, Dick Cheney and his homies, uh, like that, those are jailable offenses. When you consider the amount of people who died, um, throughout this ridiculous, that ridiculous war, um, and the resources that we used on it, uh, man, <laughs> like that, these guys lied knowingly, um, not just to the American public, but to like you know the actual p- powerful institutions, and it's just like, yeah, you know, fist bumping with Michelle Obama now,
0: yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, no, absolutely, Like in the case of George W. Bush, I don't know that you could. uh, I mean, we prosecute uh, politicians for lying, everybody's going to jail, right? Uh, But he uh, broke two clear laws, one was torture, uh, it was illegal under US law, let alone international law. And they just brazenly did it, and uh, warrantless wiretapping. And he said he didn't do it, and he did do it, and that was also illegal. Not just unconstitutional, but illegal. Uh, and so you're right. You can find that on a lot of presidents, and yeah, the powerful, funny enough, don't like to put themselves in prison. So yeah, they're okay. always finding a reason. Why no, no, it's a former president. You can't. No, no, no. Like, and so, and by the way, like, I partly get why. You know, it's easy for us to make fun of it, and we do. And it's 90 percent because they don't want to go to prison. But the 10 percent is, well, if we start imprisoning political candidates. And then we worry that it turns into a banana republic where everybody's putting each other in jail, <laughs> right and, but the reality and, and so but by the way though, Trump goes nuts, breaks all those laws, they got to prosecute him, they do, or do they, but like so I'll come back to that too. they got to prosecute they do, and and now he's saying, "Well if I win, I'm just going to put everybody in prison, and he's not even bothering to make up charges. And Marjorie Taylor Greene's not bothering to make up charges. They're just like, we're just gonna start imprisoning our political opponents. And that's the problem, because there's always one side that's willing to cheat. And that's willing to say, "Oh yeah, if you're doing it, then we're coming after you. And we don't care if you did anything. So, but um, I had this theory, last thing on Trump and the legal stuff, and then we'll move on to other fun things. Um, I, I mentioned it on the show today that, I think that they were the charges were in some ways political because I think that they hate charging the elites to the point that Waz was making, right? And so that if Trump didn't run again, I don't know that Merrick Garland appoints Jack Smith. I don't know that Alvin Bragg brings the New York case. Uh, Fannie Willis might have brought it either way, but I'm not even positive about that. And so what do you guys think about that?
2: I think you're absolutely right, that's how the system has always been structured to protect them from accountability. And the reality is that if you're actually prosecuting Trump, what that does is it implicitly sends a message to the other wealthy white men generally that says you could also be held accountable too. And so I think that that ends up reverberating throughout the 1% and it makes them feel like the nation that they bought and paid for and continue to exploit could ultimately hold them accountable and they don't like that.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Were you gonna say something? No,
1: I just yeah, I I I agree with you wholeheartedly. I find it hard to believe that they would bring charges against this guy if he just went away quietly, and just left politics alone for the rest of his life. I don't think they would have bothered him because again, that's just not what we do to former presidents. Uh-huh. We just leave them alone, no matter what they've done, who's been maimed in the process. It's just like, all right, you know, you <laughs> you kind of can't do this job without committing crimes. <laughs> And so we let you go about your business. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's interesting that here we are on a progressive
0: show, right? With all three hosts agreeing. Well, the charge is a little political, but I don't want the the MAGA guys to get all excited. Like that means he didn't do it. No, 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 he definitely did. Oh, come <laughs> yeah, on. he definitely did it. <laughs> yeah, we're, come. we're saying that, brother. What you're not getting is that he's one of the elites, and that's why they were going to let him off. But now they're not going to because he's running again. So. You got the politics of it a little backwards. Uh, I say to the non-existent maga watching. Um, okay, uh, uh, one fun comment from a member. B Sue writes in: "Adrian's pillow collection looks <laughs> so comfy." And you know, B Sue, you took the words right out of my, out of my mouth. In fact, you took it out of my brain because I never verbalized it even in my own head. But every time, like you have that background, Adrian, I always think like.
2: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, I've never used the pillows. I was just like, well, it is a guest room. I need it to be a studio and a day bed. Let's make this happen.
0: Yeah. No, it to does. Purpose. It looks incredible. The funny thing is I would I it it wouldn't actually be comfortable because I don't like too many pillows. I like one pillow and I'm done with it. What am what am I doing with all the rest of them? They're just getting in the way. My back is crooked. to so my shoulder. It's like I t- like it's like the right wing when they take the vax. It's, oh, I got a crick in my neck, and <laughs> you know, and I how my shoulder.
1: But that actually happens with too many pillows. So you can over pillow, but they look super comfy. <laughs> did you did you guys see the conspiracy theory that the Wagner Group dude, um, Prigozhin? Uh, they died because of the vax. <laughs> like they oh, had a vax attack on the plane. oh stop, stop. Are awesome. you kidding? They had a that's vax attack on the plane, <laughs> and that's uh-huh. how he died. It's not that he double-crossed um Vladimir Putin, no. the, one of the most ruthless leaders in the history of mankind. <laughs> it's that he took the vax. Did Grayzone oh come up with that? I mean, because that's
0: a that's perfect. Like first, I didn't <laughs> hear about it, and I it's instantly. <laughs> one of the most hilarious conspiracy, <laughs> conspiracy theories of all time. So now taking the Vax can make your plane blow up.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
2: that, I hadn't heard that one. I hadn't heard that one.
0: But and if you know think about it for a second.
2: no, know it was him. Uh, so if yes. the Vax ends up getting the credit for this, he's going to never give out vaccines in Russia. <laughs> he's going to be like, no, no one in Russia can have vaccines. It's over.
0: So did, like I'm going to analyze this thing. Theory in a second, but um, but it's if you think about it, it's perfect because for like right wingers, they hate the vax and they want and it's conspiracy theory right wingers or gray zone, just um, <laughs> pretends to be on the left anyway. They they hate the vax and they love Putin, so this way you protect Putin and you say it's because of the goddamn vax. It's genius, it's The best, yeah. Except for the part where the vaccine shoots a plane out of the sky.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like what there was snakes on a plane now there's vax on a plane. There's I, vax I really, on a plane. I think that would be the sequel. That's exactly <laughs> where we are nowadays.
0: There's awesome. a mother effing vaccines on this mother effing plane. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, no. um, oh. Please tell me that was on gray zone. Was do you know if the theory
1: is that Purgosian got the vax which makes no, even I think, less sense I think that, it must be the pilot because right? I feel like in the in the past few days it's kind of been like explained that like there was some kind of explosion on the plane i think some people might have thought that they crashed initially right um and the idea being that like the pilot or somebody had a like had an attack from having taken the vax. Like that was one of the like going theories online is that, you know, like they they became they couldn't operate the plane anymore because of the vax. It's 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 funny every time. Wow.
0: Yeah, I mean that's almost that's almost as good as Romney's (laughs) celebration of National Hot Dog Day.
1: I feel like the vax, the vax, the craziness around the vaccine has has sort of subsided a bit. But I remember vividly, vividly having a conversation with somebody I know after I think Hank Aaron was like one of the first big name people to publicly like take the vax, and he died like very <laughs> shortly afterwards. And he was like, "See." <laughs> told you, I remember. Told that. you, mother Efforts. I told you guys about this damn vaccine that they pushing on us. They killed Hank Aaron with it. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing that happened. <laughs> that yeah. was the thing that happened very early on, um, in the life cycle of that whole thing. Yeah. Well,
0: as it turns out, that uh, when you're above 90 years old, those
1: folks have a propensity to die. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And 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 that's the thing that I do want to say about the vaccine. It's like I think there were moments where there was a lot of incoherence and inconsistency around vaccine policy. We can admit that and I think these anti-vax people have a point in that. But those anti-vaxxers need to humble themselves because none of us have grown these dirt heads. And you know none of us has dropped dead from these hundreds of millions of people that have taken the vax. And I know knock on wood, maybe I'm wrong, but I think they got to eat some humble pie behind that because there was a lot of doom and gloom about taking this vaccine that just hasn't come to bear. They got to eat that one.
0: Yeah, they. I got news for you, they're never going to eat that they're pie. Not.
1: <laughs> That's like
0: the one thing they will not eat <laughs> ever in life, but to be fair to those guys, so they didn't have any of this, and you know they had all these insane theories, and none of them came true, as you're saying. But, uh, but uh, lately, the the folks that are getting the heart issues, the the young athletes that are getting the heart issues, turns out that one might it's that the, the jury's out on it. Let's put it that way, right? And so scientists are kind of changed the odds on that one a little bit it felt like uh, we were live betting it uh like to use a sports analogy but like they moved the odds two or three times they were like oh it happens one in i'm making these numbers up now 100,000 they're like oh, one in 25,000 and then they're like oh, maybe one in 10,000 right <laughs> <laughs> and so i was like okay that one's a little bit of an issue and it turns out for the young yeah, don't bother don't don't do it um so uh, and we got our kids vaccines, right? They, they're fine. Like, these are microscopic risk factors. Uh, but you got to figure out hey, does it make sense to take it or not take it, depending on the situation? But if you're older and had any kind of weight conditions or any other health conditions, not mm-hmm. taking the vaccine, I mean, you were taking a massive gamble with your life. Massive. I mean, a million people died. That is like, we forget. A million people died. Yeah, that is a gone. crazy number. And and those were the ones that didn't take the vaccine. Um, uh, so a lot of them. Anyways, okay, let's go to one of the major things that I want to talk about. Uh, and um, although first again, here comes another Adrian question. Late Bloomer 66 <laughs> says, Adrian, may we see your t-shirt?
2: <laughs> sure. Uh, Can you see it? I guess. Am I up up high enough? Oh yeah. yeah. I could just move the camera. Okay. (laughs)
0: Although now uh, whoever's uh, TDing is like,
2: oh, move the camera. Okay. Uh, Ah, sorry. It says need it, and it is to game game controls. Yes. um, (laughs) A friend of mine. uh, It's his company. Uh, He was uh, one of the competitors on Madden, and so he does a lot of the artwork, and he does um, a lot of things in the gaming space.
0: Okay, that's great. Uh, That's why you should go to shoptyt.com, where you will not find that shirt, but you will find Adrian's book.
2: (laughs) Indeed, you will. Staying in the game, it is there for you.
0: Okay, all right. Uh, And game, gamer, get Like, yeah, there's logic in that plug. Not really, but you get it. Uh, Dave Schmidt 311 gifted a sub, as he does every day, a bit of an American hero. Okay, so now one of the main things I want to talk about, Cheesecake Factory. Um, so, so I, I said online, Well, let's try to focus on things that we agree on because no one ever does that on Twitter, right? So I was like, <laughs> I was like, All right, we're gonna give it a shot. I believe 99% of Americans like Cheesecake Factory, so can we unite around that love? Um, so it was got really positive, uh, reaction from all corners. Of the political spectrum, which is unprecedented. Of course, there was a number of people who were like, No, I hate it, man. Oh yeah, that's what you would say, capitalist pig, or whatever. Like I'm like, all right. Okay. Brother, wow. Brother, we're just talking about wings.
2: Not that okay, deep. Yeah, bring it down.
0: Bring it down. Anyways, but that's to be expected. First, do we have agreement on Cheesecake Factory or or not?
1: I mean, with a menu that extensive if you can't find one thing at Cheesecake Factory, two or three things that you enjoy, you're the problem. (laughs) I think that that's kind of fair. It's yeah. so like that menu is so freaking huge. <laughs> so many options, so many different types of cuisine. Like look, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, uh, you're going to get a steak from Cheesecake Factory and it's going to be the best steak you ever had and, you know, Peter Luger's needs to close up shop. I'm not going <laughs> to say that. But there's got to be something on the damn Cheesecake Factory menu that you can enjoy. Come on now. No, that would be
0: the funniest Ad in history, if Cheesecake Factory is like, if you can't find something you like at Cheese Factory, that's on you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like Cheese Factory, it's your fault. There <laughs> too. Okay, Adrian, you like it, too?
2: Um, yeah, it's funny because I think of Cheesecake Factory and I automatically think of CPK, and I can't really differentiate much between them. But when you mentioned extensive menu, I was like, oh, I know which one it is. Um, yeah, no, there's something there for everyone. Yeah, you should be fine.
0: Yeah, uh, I can't get past. If you don't like us, it's your fault. Uh, <laughs> anyways. Um, So uh, then it made me think, okay do we have more in common with right wingers uh, or do we have more that separates us? Go, that's it, that's
1: all. Hmm, In common with right wingers, I was definitely annoyed by Bloomberg's soda tax (laughs) back when I lived in New York. (laughs) Just the idea that you were getting charged more for soda. It was just like the most ridiculous nanny state, like liberal caricature type of thing that you could do. So yeah, I was definitely on the side of the right wingers on that one to, to yeah, be sure.
0: But but so was, I, I totally agree. I same thing. And and I'm not biased here, even though I'm a Coke fanatic, right? I, mm-hmm. I drink way too much Coke in his shows, but uh but I Somebody never drink Somebody clip that, please. <laughs> well that's why I changed the to Coke <laughs> fanatic instead of Coke addict. But anyway
2: Oh no, there it is. He oh. <laughs> walked right in there.
0: So um but I never get a big gulp. I'm like, I like I <laughs> I get like the mini ones. I get the mini ones because they're the perfect size and I don't even finish the mini ones like 90% of the time, right? But um 80% of the time. Uh but I'm like the big gulp, what am I doing? If I drank those big gulps, I'd
1: be I'd be like Trump, I'd be 215 pounds. I got a drunken late night McDonald's order. Um and because I wanted large fries, I got the large and it came with the large um Fanta, but it took me three days to finish (laughs) to finish the Fanta, man. Like it's just a lot of freaking soda. It just is.
0: It is, and it's just sugar. Like I get it. I love, you know, having it. I gotta have it with pepperoni pizza. I gotta have it with a nutty Mm -hmm. buddy. I gotta have it, right? But I don't need to have two gallons of it. (laughs) <laughs> There's yeah. just no need. so. I my point is, I'm not personally biased. I've never had the things that he was taxing in my life, uh, but still, hashtag freedom, brother. Too much it's too much. <laughs> right? uh, but um, but I don't even mean that. I mean like when you take like not just politics, but like our personal lives, everything, right? Mm-hmm. The all of life. Do we have more in common with right wingers or? Or do we have more things that make us different than right wingers in, in ways,
1: I would say absolutely more more in common. Everybody wants their kid to have a decent school. Everybody wants to live in a decent house. Everybody wants to have, you know be able to go to the doctor when they're sick like you know people want nice things for their family uh people want to spend time generally speaking uh in in community with their neighbors and be nice to each other for the most part of course there are those sicko neighbors you know we all have had them but yeah i think for the most part we definitely got more in common with these folks than not um especially when you live in the same like region if you happen to be some left-wing person in Mississippi. Yes, you 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 definitely have political and ideological differences with your right-wing neighbors. But like culturally speaking, you guys are. Into the same thing when you think about it by region specifically. Maybe somebody who grew up in, say, you know, the Bronx or Brooklyn, New York, who's a left winger could say, like, look, I don't got anything in common with a right winger in cow country. But I would suspect that even still in that extreme, that there were more things in common than people would expect. Adrian, what do you think?
2: Yes, I agree for the reason. Stated, but in, in addition to that, um, I actually think our ideologies aren't that far off. Um, I just think that because uh, a lot of people would like to think, oh, I'm liberal and they're still holding on to beliefs that actually align them very much with uh, the right more conservative uh, mentality and the things that we do often find ourselves truly um, having a significant divide over are fewer and far between. Yeah, so
0: I, I, I definitely agree. I, and I think it's a no-brainer that that uh, we share a lot more in common, um, but yet we we were at loggerheads here, right? I mean, people talking about civil war pretty consistently. Um, so part of that I think is real, uh, like the moral structures of our minds are a little bit different, and I hate that uh, because. Like if our minds are different, that's a tough one to recover from, right? Um, And so I wish that weren't the case. I hope it's not the case, but I I think that there's some good studies that show that it might be. Um, And so, but that's a pretty big difference, right? Um, And I, uh, but like a part of what I want to lead into and Although I didn't intend to lead into it here. But as you guys were talking, I was thinking, well, then if we have all like 90% in common, but we just have this 10% differences in politics or something. Is there a way that we can get around? Do we think that it's mainly the media that's driving us to fight each other? Or do we think that we would have normally fought even if we had like the fairest media in the world?
2: No, I think you're you're right about the media um, trying to pretend that there is such a significant divide because that's where they get the clicks. That's where they get the likes. Mm -hmm. That's where when people think that there is a constant state of chaos, and they're going to want to stay informed at all times because they are fearful of what's going to happen next. And so I think that that goading um, creates this uh, idea of such a significant divide and the thought that it has to be us versus them. Um, But also I really wanted to kind of just note that whole thing of what I had noted earlier about how I don't think our ideologies even though there are a lot of people who like to think they're so different that they aren't that different. It reminds me largely in the context of Martin Luther King Jr talking about the white liberal, uh, where essentially a lot of the things that are perpetuated that the right and conservatives also continue to perpetuate. And so I don't think the ideology is really all that different. Um, it's just there are some significant things that do divide on what can be done um, maybe publicly as opposed to what should just be done subtly or privately. Uh, and. So so yeah, I actually think that there's so much more synonymous going on between the groups, um,
1: yeah. What do you think was? Is it the, mainly the media or no? I would have to say it is mainly the media that that drives some of the hysterics around these things. It, it just often feels like, and I'm talking about both sides, right? Like if we're gonna call MSNBC "quote unquote" liberal media, and just their coverage of Donald Trump alone was—I'm not gonna lie—it was a lot of boogeyman stuff, particularly when he was in office. You know, Hillary Clinton loses, and it's like, oh, it's the Russians' fault. It's not that I ran a crappy campaign. It's not that I've been incredible unlikable for like 30 years now, which was you know driven by the right wing. There's no doubt that like the sort of caricature they got made of Hillary Clinton has its roots in all the crazy stuff that went on with her husband and that kind of thing. But like it automatically becomes Donald Trump won. Because the Russians helped them, um, and not just like it couldn't be that Hillary Clinton like kind of failed at the the mission of becoming president of the nation and like what they did over that MSNBC and Rachel Maddow, who I think is a talented reporter, journalist, TV personality, all of that stuff. Like what she did on that RussiaGate stuff. I'm sorry, it, it was it was completely absurd. Uh, members stay right here. If you're not a member
0: great opportunity to join. One of the things we're gonna do in the members only section is name a conservative trait you have. I have at least one, many, maybe many, and I wanna ask Adrian and Waz about it, tyt.com join to become a member. Makes sense, tyt.com join. Or if you're watching on YouTube, you just hit that join button below, and we'll see you in a minute.